Inside the Coach's Headset, presented by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079. 528-7079. The X's and O's of coaching from the Upper Cumberland's best as we go Inside the Coach's Headset. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Inside the Coach's Headset right here on ucsportsnation.com. I'm your host, Amos Rogan. Thanks so much for joining us on another episode of the podcast. And uh, we're brought to you by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079 for all your insurance needs that you may have. And we appreciate you listening to ucsportsnation.com, your total source for high school athletics here in the Upper Cumberland. We've got an exciting guest. He just completed his season of high school football in clay county the head coach of the clay county bulldogs head coach jake johnson coach thanks for joining us hey not a problem man um like i said this is your first full season uh at the helm of of clay county and uh just kind of being in and around keeping the stats for uh upper cumberland high school football teams uh, following in clay county probably more so than a, a lot of people really realize uh, won't you kind of tell us how uh, you're able to uh, get your coaching uh, philosophies together to lead a team that's that's uh, so passionately followed up there? Well, and, and you know, the success we had last year, uh, it, it's something people have been wanting here. Uh, you know, you, you go back to, you know, the 1980s and the early 90s, you know, you've got several playoff appearances. You know, I think it was 85 you've got a semifinal team. Uh, so football is something that has been the passion for. It's been here. Uh, but, you know, for various reasons, uh, you know, there's been a lot of coaching turnover. Um, there's been, you know, just not a whole lot of interest from athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've got a group of kids uh, that, are, that want to. Uh, you know, they're driven. They're football-orientated. Got a really good share of athletes. Because if you look back, uh, typically, you know, basketball's been very strong here. And that's been the, the main interest. And, you know, we're starting to get some of those kids out, starting to get them involved. And, you know, it, it's a really good athlete share atmosphere that's going on right now. Uh, the community support is great. It's fantastic. Um, you know, more than more positive, I guess, than you would, you would see in places, especially in a place that's not been as successful as, it, as they feel like it should have been, you know, as of late. So I can't complain about that. Um, as far as implementing, you know, things we do and things we like to do, you know, emphasis on the we. Uh, you know, as a, as a head coach, you're only as good as the guys around you, in my opinion. Um, we've got a great staff here. I was lucky enough to um, bring in a guy uh, as my defensive coordinator that is a, a former head coach uh, with, you know, 20-plus years of experience, Mike Dickerson from Smith County. Oh, yeah. Um, um, some guys in the community, um, you know, that have coached on lower levels that help us out in capacities. I've got some some young guys, uh, you know, they're up and coming, hungry to learn, really great with the kids. So it's it's a pretty atmosphere going on right now. Well, let's talk a little bit more about you and, and how you got into the coaching ranks. Uh, I know that that um, talking to you before we started the show, uh, you were a little bit of a, a high school athlete yourself. Talk to us about how you got into coaching, what what enticed you or got you uh, uh, interested in that type of, of field and, and 
uh, how you've kind of got to be where you are where you are now. Okay, you know, athlete, you know, anybody knows me well, you know, that's a, a term not thrown around. The player, I guess, would be more accurate. But um, <laughs> lowercase a on the athlete, right? I, I love the physical aspect. I love the the being rewarded through hard work. You know, there's a there's a lot of life lessons involved in that. You know, things don't always go your way, um, but you can put stock into others. You build friendships. Uh, you learn how to work through adversity, and just lessons um, stuck with me. Uh, throughout, you know, growing up as an adult, you know, I still use some of those tactics and things to get through in that mentality. And, you know, early on, that goes back to, you know, my high school coach is a, a kind of an odd fact. Um, I actually went to graduate from played at Monterey High School, which is kind of a strange thing, you know, now that I'm coaching against them and, and everything else. But, you know, uh, he's, he's since got out of coaching then, but my head coach, Billy Caddy at the time, mm-hmm. uh, was at Monterey. And, you know, a lot of the things he did, you know, I, I like to emulate the mentality uh, that he liked to instill. The, you know, we try to create a selfless. You know, it, it's not about who does it. You know, it's about 11. You know, 11 is one. And just how he went about it, you know, commanded respect, demanded respect. Uh, and, and there's ways of doing that, you know, people get caught up too much in the old school, you know, ruling with an iron fist. Today's kids, there's so many distractions. You just, I guess being a younger guy, I guess communicate with the kids more because the age gap's not much. Uh, But, you know, just the mentality, the demand and respect, the the being a man, being accountable, you know, that, that really goes back to him and his staff, you know, John Luper, who is still the uh, baseball coach there. Um, but that's a huge impact on me, my individual coach at the time. You know, Chris Pierce, he's since went into central office. You know, Mutt Buckner's still the athletic director there. I grew up around him my whole life, went to church with him for a number of years. So just those, early, I guess, introduction of, you know, how to carry yourself, more or less just how to be a man mm-hmm. is what really got me involved in those things. And, you know, I, I guess looking back on it, when you make a career choice, it was, you know, you're going to make a living, but you're not going to make a killing doing these things. You know, it's, it's public education. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's in a way of giving back. You know, this is the stuff that made me who I am. You know, maybe there's some kid out there that we can make an impact on, you know, that maybe doesn't have somebody, you know, that we can, we can change. And that's the real, I guess that's a real measurement of success to me. And you don't always see it. You don't always know it as you watch these young men develop, you know, from young to, to men, you know, you get to see them, you know, not only change physically, but mentally and who they are and how they carry themselves. About it the most. And I think a lot of the coaches who are involved in high school athletics here in the upper Cumberland, uh, same thoughts that you have is, is, you know, yeah, you want to win games. You're, you're not, you're not a very good coach if you're not competitive. And, Correct. Uh, it, it's not one of these things where, um, you know, it, it, a lot of people aren't in favor of participation trophies. I'm not one either, quite honestly. No. The reason, I, the I, reason why, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the reason why you compete is to win, and, and when you don't win, you lose. And you know, you, to me, your 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 uh, participation trophies is oftentimes how you handle that loss and how that makes you a better person 
a better athlete, Absolutely. a better a better competitor. So I think a lot of our great Upper Cumberland High School coaches really emulate some of those things. Same things. Uh, you you made a great point in that. Um, I think you probably do have a little bit of an advantage because of your age in speaking with some of these uh, the kids, quote unquote, the kids today. Uh, and of course, they, our parents probably said the think, same things about us. Oh yeah, the, the gener- gener- generation. Did. Yeah, I mean, but they just they've got different things and different access than we did. But you know, oftentimes I think there is a lot of social pressure. Even in the weight room, uh, with some of these young men in in the football on the football aspect of things, there's a lot of social pressures that I think a lot of coaches don't always necessarily understand because of the era that they probably grew up in. Would you Would you not agree with that? I agree with that. I mean, because you, you look, and and I guess it's a similar thing. You know, that old state of mind is well. The kids are motivated because they should be, you know, it's it, because it's the right thing to do. You know, that that doesn't necessarily apply as much. You know, some kids are that way, but some kids, you know, tick differently. And, you know, in today's world of the, the me society, uh, the hard thing is, is thinking about something beyond yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's the hardest part about communicating and dealing with today's kids. Uh, in growing your program. Uh, in really getting uh, things off the ground, uh, certainly better than than uh, in in recent history uh, with Clay County football. Uh, what what are some of the things that you've really wanted to focus in on and have been able to succeed and see some building blocks being uh, formed within your first full season there at at Clay County? Uh, a lot of it, and you know that alludes to hard decisions as far as you you have to make them accountable and, and that was one of the hardest transitions is you find yourself in a spot to where okay you know i want to make these kids i want to make them accountable for their actions and the number one thing i want them to be here i want them to want to be here but there's got to be repercussions if they don't mm-hmm. uh, thin line between you know i want to have my discipline i want you know to you know, but you don't want to turn around and put yourself in a corner where you run kids off either. Right. It, it's a very, that, that's a hard aspect, um, especially, you know, once again, you look back at it, it, what seems to be a revolving door of coaches. You know, how, how do you get them to believe, to trust you? You know, to believe in what you're doing, what you're, and, you know, a lot of it is just, by example, you, you've got to put out there and the way you present yourself. And you've got to be very careful about what you say to kids. I mean, because you think they're not listening, but they are. You know, oh, they, they whether it, it soaks in sometimes, they, they pay attention to the little things. And, you know, if I'm going to talk it, I'm going to have to walk it. I'm going to have to be here. I'm going to have to be the first person here. I'm going to have to be the last one to leave. I've got to be, you know, more invested than anybody else. And... That, that's hard at times, you know, especially if you have a family and everything else. But it's the building block, like I said, is, is, is the care, the consider How do you show kids? And I, I, the best point I put it is, is tough love. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a game that's went by or whatever, you know, that I'm not afraid to tell my kids, hey, listen, fellas, I, I, I love you. But that I love you enough 
to tell you the truth. I love you enough to care about you to point at your mistakes. I care about who you are as a person. You know, I may talk about, you know, things you need to improve as a football player, but, you know, that doesn't mean I just like you as a person. And, and yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And, and you know, to you know, you're talking about tough love and talking about um, kind of holding guys accountable and things of that nature. Oh, by the way, you're in Clay County, Tennessee, not the greatest metro- metropolis uh, around in there. You know, and, and we love Clay County. It is a beautiful area, but it's a small rural community tight-knit, great people up there, but looking at your raw roughly right around 30 kids, and it takes mm-hmm. and it takes 11 to get on the field. So, you know, <laughs> if you don't have a lot of guys playing both ways, you don't have too many people standing on the sideline once, you know, you, you put your offensive or defensive unit out there on the field. So being able to juggle holding people accountable and holding young men accountable and doing things that they're supposed to be doing for the greater good of the team – but also not trying to run everybody off either so you can actually field a team. That That's a tough order. It is. And when you talk about, say, those kids that, that do stand on the sideline, uh, you know, they're valuable too. Sure. Uh, because, you know, you can you can have you know, seven of the best players out there, but if you don't have anybody to practice against, I mean, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that's, that's hard too is, you know, how do you – communicate to a kid or get him to buy in and make them feel like they're a part of it. You know, and that's something else. I feel like that's, that's devalued is, you know, thank your scout teams. Hey fellas, you know, whether you're, you think you're impacting this or not, you are, you know, every week. I mean, you're competing, you know, you, this is your audition. You know, maybe you got looked over, maybe, you know, that doesn't mean it's a temporary thing, you know, uh, not being uh, is, is, is not a permanent state of mind. And that's something you've got to be really careful about, uh, that we try to, you know, you, you don't ever want a kid to feel complacent. And, and on both sides of it, you don't want a kid to feel complacent. Well, I do whatever because they need me. You know, there's, and, and that's hard because, you know, there's been several examples of it. You know, earlier on, uh, we've had to, I mean, I've, I've benched, some of my best players for a series, for a couple plays, for, you know, maybe not started them uh, because they wanted to, you know, skip a practice or were late or something of that nature. But, you know, once again, you, you want to win. Obviously, you play anything, you play to win. And you've got to put the best product out there you can. But I'm not teaching these kids anything if there is no repercussion for what they do. And, and you know, that's that's where I feel like it, it's, it's the tough part when you don't have that many. You know, you're sure. riding on a couple, but how do you keep them the same as everybody else? We're talking with the head coach of the Clay County High School football team, head coach Jake Johnson, right here on Inside the Coach's Headset podcast on ucsportsnation.com. We are sponsored by... Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Uh, call Tony at 528-7079. Uh, Coach, Coach I, I look at it from the standpoint of you. I think you had seven or eight seniors this year. Mm-hmm. First, uh, first full <laughs> year uh, of being a head coach of a program. Um, 
seniors, whether they realize it or not, are trendsetters, especially for the uh, the underclassmen, the freshmen and the sophomores. And on a team, uh, uh, because of the overall size of the school being you know around thirty kids, um, their impact is even more than what you would call you know a three A. A football team where they're running out, you know, 75, 80 guys out there. Um, right. You know, uh, that's two football teams for you guys. So, you know, uh, talk to us about how you had to influence those seven or eight trendsetters, those seniors, in order to be the leaders that you needed them to be to set those foundational building blocks for the next guy to pick up and move forward and really – uh, advance the ball forward because I know that um, you know in our in our last podcast uh, we talked with uh, head coach of White County Mark Frazier who they came mm-hmm. out of two years of completely winless football and uh, started out you know had to kind of start from scratch really in terms of mentality toughness mental preparedness all those types of things uh, how do you as as a head coach kind of influence and use those senior leaders quote unquote uh to to help you in in getting the program where you need it to be well i'm a big proponent of having senior meetings say you know even if it's a kid that doesn't play that much you know they still have a voice um and and sometimes it's about small decisions they make or big ones you know but Ultimately, you know, you want to give them a small sense of control. You know, case in point, um, the first meeting we had, you know, I wanted to meet with the seniors um, this last year. I said, guys, you know, listen, I'll I'll be blunt. If things were, if we didn't need to change, if things were going great, if we did not need to step into a new mentality, we wouldn't know each other. I wouldn't be here. Mm Mm-hmm. So I guess this this the first realization of hey you know the the way we've been doing things is 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 wrong you know for where we want to be and that's the hardest part to get across you know once you do that um, like our seven on seven gear you know I'll, I'll let them make decisions on hey guys you know, what uh, what color what style what, what are we looking for you know in hindsight is is that a huge deal to me no is it a big deal to them probably yeah. Uh, you know, so just letting them have ownership in that. And it kind of trickles down, you know, once, I mean, that's anybody. If they feel they're invested in, if they feel like, you know, they've got to say so, I mean, they're body and they feel like it's theirs, you know, and they they hold it a little more dear. Uh, so uh, just, but just by going about things like that, you know, you would see senior kids uh, to a point to where, you know, I wouldn't necessarily, or, or a staff member would have to correct them on something they did, you know, before we could get to them. You know, not only were they coaching them, but they were coaching properly. Sure. You know, they were, you know, this is how we, this is how it's done, this is how we do it, you know, correct them on the play. Um, here's an incident. Um, just a couple of days ago, you know, we started, we started off-season weights and conditioning, um, you know, just get an early shot on that, and said that missed today and you know i have lunch duty here so i get to see all the kids which is good you know really just knowing it better but a senior kid who's not playing football anymore he's aged out his time's over at the table you know he said hey how's workouts going well i missed he's why you know you you can't do that you know and and this is coming from a kid 
who will never play another snap of football, who will, you know, that will have to pay to get in the game for the rest of his life, but still has that ownership. Right. And, you know, that that's the rewarding part is, you know, hey, this, this kid wants to continue to make this thing better than when he left it. And, and that was something, too. Our big emphasis, hey, fellas, the number one, let's leave this better than how we found it. And they really believed in that, um, which is why I think you saw a pretty – big amount of turnaround. It's just you you can never, in my opinion, devalue senior leadership. It, it's key. It's huge because, you know, you get back to that social thing, the aspect we we're talking, you know, even looking back when I was in high school, even if a kid is older, I, you've got this mentality of, hey, even if they don't, they probably know better. You, you've got a little bit of respect for them, and they can get to kids in a way that we can't. So having them on your team, having them bought in and being on your side is huge. Sure. And, and uh, you know, starting this program uh, and getting in, and you just mentioned uh, talking about off-season workouts and getting in the weight room. Uh, to me, uh, success on the football field does not start in August. It actually no, absolutely starts. absolutely not. It actually starts in uh, December, January, whenever technically you're allowed uh, to to let the kids come in and and start working out. I know um, in some football circles, even though the coaches don't have anything to do with it because of TWSAA regulations, the weight room's unlocked, more or less. And and these kids, the very next week from the last uh, game, are in there starting to starting to work out and work on their bodies to get better uh, for the next season, uh, even seven days after the final game. So, um, you know, within your district, you know, and within the the the, the district and the region that you play in, and, and kind of seeing that competition, the Monterey's, um, I know Jackson County is in there as well, and, and some other ones. Uh, how important to the to the success of your forward? is getting these kids in the weight room and really really pushing them to, to get their bodies in better shape come August, come July. You know, the pads are on and they're popping and, and you know, the lots are coming on. Well, this is a very physically demanding game. And it, it requires much, and I'm not taking away from any other sport, but as far as from a physical standpoint, it requires a lot of output. Uh, you know, it, it's really taxing. It's a violent game. Uh, and, you know, the better we can get our bodies prepared for that, you know, the, it's a win. Anyway, you look at it, and that's all kids is, is guys, this is, this is still football. You know, we're still competing, even though we don't have the pads on. Um, you know, that, that has to be, that, that's the hard mentality to instill. And, and you can even go off to the side and say about fundraising. You know, we've we got to compete in that, too. But it's just instilling that competition. Hey, everything is a competition, whether you think it is or not. And I tell them every single day, guys, whether you think I'm paying attention, like I am, am grading you right now based on your work ethic and how you do things. And, you know, that those are things that stick out into my mind. And you, you've got to. You've got to reward, reward the hardworking, you know. But that has to be... It has to be the norm. And, you know, hardest thing was getting kids off season this last year mm-hmm. and hold them accountable for that. And 
I remember starting out um, last off season. We'd average, my goodness, probably ten kids, kids some days, and well, it was recruiting those seniors, getting them to put an end to it, and you know, making them accountable. But there's a gray area because you can't make off season workouts mandatory. Right. You know that that's TWS the boy. How do you, you know, get them to come? And and that's kind of how it rubbed off, and and made sure to remember those things. Hey, let's take care of those kids. Find them something to do. Give them. Even if they can't do it, let's give them first opportunity mm-hmm. because, well, they're here. They're doing it. And, you know, we started um, whenever we came back into school, uh, which would be January, and the same thing. No, the, every single kid that had participated in football, and even some other ones that aren't in another sport, they're there. I mean, we've got 20-odd kids lifting right now. So, I mean, to see that impact and to break that cycle, you know, and, and see, that's something else, too, that's hard is, you know, back in the day when this program was what you would call successful, you know, the offseason wasn't that big of a deal. You know, nobody's really lifting weights. You know, they're not, you know, you're talking 80s, early 90s. That's, there's not a big emphasis on that. Right. But now it's almost like keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, Everybody's game's changed. Things change. And getting people to accept that change, you know, try to change that mentality to understand but, you know, once again, that we've had success off that change, it's, it's validated. You know, we, we, we're getting more involvement. It's, you don't come in and flip a mentality or a state of mind overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, not, I, I'm not trying to throw off on anybody. I'm not saying kids don't want to win. I'm not saying, of course they do. I mean, they want to be successful. It's just almost like they don't know how. Right. And that was a hard thing. And, you know, I've talked with Coach Frazier at White County a lot about things like that, about changing mentalities and how we actually played each other <laughs> this last year. Um, and, you know, he's made a world of a difference, uh, you know, in that White County program in a year. So it's it's the, the culture. I mean, that's something that I feel like people throw around and, and whatever, but it's, it's huge. I mean, because at the end of the day, your culture is everything. Absolutely. I mean, it, it just – what's the culture of your program? What's, what's, how do your kids carry themselves? How do they go about their business? You know, that, that's, that's all of it. That's everything. You can't, you can't discount that. And that's the hardest thing to change. And here's something that people don't really think that's, that's not something you just established and it's done. No, that, that's something that's a continuation. You have to keep working on that. You have to keep striving for those things. It, it's not a fixed thing. It's very fluid. Because, you know, with the constant change in kids and the constant, you know, you, you're constantly reteaching. So, but the good part is, you know, say the longer I'm here, the easier it is to adjust the new kids. Because, you know, hey, these kids that are now sophomores, these kids are now juniors, they're now seniors. Well, now they're teaching, you know, the other kids mm-hmm. how we do things. And, and it really rubs off. But just the initial change, and it's, it's hard because how do you convince someone in this, you know, as much as I hate to say it, in the society of, you know, hey, I'm always right, individualism's a big deal, and, and you know, that, hey, maybe I'm, I'm not right. Hey, maybe I'm not, you know, doing these things, and they, they've done a good job and ran with that. I mean, they're, they're hungry to win, and, you know, that's, that's a situation. Make no, no uh, mistake about it. Um, these kids, 
uh, with their mentality and talent, they make me a lot better coach <laughs> than what I really am um, because they, they want to. They want it. They're, they're competitors. You know, it's just they want to know how. And, and that's, that's, that was the change. That was the hard thing about it. Well, Coach Johnson, I, I I think that if anybody listens to this podcast, the only if they can't pick out your passion and and your uh, want to in order to get this program back to where uh, it, it is a successful uh, season and and bringing home district and and hopefully regional and state championships here pretty soon. Uh, if you can't hear that in your voice, then you're not listening. So. I really appreciate you uh, coming on to the podcast with us. I really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, you've been listening to Inside the Coach's Headset right here on ucsportsnation.com. I'm your host, Amos Rogan. Thanks so much for joining us. Coach Johnson, thanks so much. Uh, we have been brought to you by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079. Or if you're in Cookville, go by and see him at 425 East Broad Street right off the square right here in Cookville. Coach Jake Johnson of Clay County High School, thank you so much. Best of luck to you, and I hope to get to talk to you in the future. Hey, I appreciate it. Inside the Coach's Headset, presented by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079. 528-7079. The X's and O's of coaching from the Upper Cumberland's best as we go inside the Coach's Headset.